welcome to the Urban Christian Woman podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashika Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiva? Girl, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. Hey, ladies, welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman podcast. I am your co-host, Leah Ross, and we are here in the middle of our co-journeying series. Ladies, it's been good. We have had conversations with women who are faithfully walking alongside of urban women in everyday life. And so just to frame, bring us into the framework of this series, we're doing co-journeying because for us as urban women, the Christian life is a journey, right? And the way we do it well is to not go it alone. So in this series, we're talking with women faithfully co-journeying in various roles. And we just want to encourage urban women to journey with others in their Christian lives so that they can truly grow and flourish in their fellowship with God. And we are framing all of these with our uh, passage from Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their effort. For if either falls, he has a companion that can lift him up, but pity the one who falls without another. And if two lie down, they can keep warm, but how can one person alone keep warm? And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. We're meant to do this together. Today, I have the joy and delight of introducing you to Grace Picho. And Grace is with us today. She um, is a Korean-American writer, editor, poet, and speaker. She creates space for people to be known, nurtured, and challenged through her work and desires to elevate women of color's voices in the publishing industry. Grace has contributed to Voices of Lament, a recent book that is a reflections on brokenness and hope in a world longing for justice. It's a collection of essays, poems, and liturgies by women of color. It's dope. Y'all have to get a copy of it. It will encourage and bless your whole life. Grace, thank you so much for joining us. Thank joining me, I should say. Me. I'm so used to being with Tashima. I'm sad. <laughs> she is resting with her baby. So thank you for joining me, Grace. I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, Grace, today we are talking about co-journeying with a mentor. Um, and your role uh, is like, well, first of all, you ooze with like love and just passion about mentoring. And so I'm grateful that you are yes. jumping in in this conversation with us. So before we get in, tell us a little bit more about you. Help our listeners know like, who is Grace? Who's your family? Where's your ministry? What's your career life like? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I think location is so important. Um, it tells so much of our story. I live here in Southern California, about 15 minutes from Disneyland is probably the closest landmark. And um, I'm married with two kids. Um, I used to be a pastor uh, and that was not the role I thought I was going to play in life. I mm. grew up um, church and denomination that didn't believe women to be pastors. Um, and so I, mm -hmm. I came into that role and now it, it really defines. I think that is probably the best description for me. I'm very pastoral at heart. And even though I don't have the title, I think I'll always be a pastor at heart who cares for the needs of people, who sees people, who wants to mm. mentor them, you know, coach them, walk with them um, in their formation. And and so, yeah, that's that's a bit about my 
I love to eat. My husband um, used to be a chef. Now he's a software engineer. Wait so a minute. We, used to be yeah. a chef. <laughs> I'm out. Can we say jackpot? <laughs> For any yeah, I, I know. I wasn't, I feel like my palate became more refined through through our marriage, through our relationship. Um, and now I see so much of our own spiritual formation through the act mm. of cooking and feeding mm-hmm. others. Um, so I, I, even when I talk about words and editing, mm-hmm. to me, it, it's something so like tangible in our mouths, you know, the, the way a word feels, um, there's taste to it. So mm-hmm. it'll always be a part of our lives, even though he's not a chef anymore. Um, but his parents, you know, since they integrated, they've been running restaurants and things like that. So food is a big part of, mm-hmm. and, and feeding people is a part of a big part of our hearts for, mm-hmm. um, our community and our friends. So, mm-hmm. and our family, of course. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's a bit about me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like feeding people like on multiple levels, like physically and metaphorically yes. feeding people. Yes. Yes. Mm, that is I good. It's, it's, I'm sure I'm going to be talking about it in, in this conversation with mentoring. Oh yes. Because so much is tied to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So like, so Grace, uh, what does co-journeying mean to you? What does it, what value does it bring in your walk with Jesus? Well, I, I love that the co part of it, 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 you know, in my mind, everything is visual for me. Mm -hmm. It's the linking of arms. Like I think of two friends who are linking arms and walking this path in sync with one another, in sync with Mm -hmm. one another. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, that's how I view it as we co-journey with God. Um, yes, he goes before us. Yes, he's, you know, behind us and all around us, but especially that he's with us yeah. next to us. Um, so that idea of co-journeying with God. And then also because of that, we get to co-journey on another. We get to link arms and walk mm-hmm. alongside and be with um, someone. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully for the long haul, um, as God has done that for us. But that's how I view co-journeying of the togetherness and the co-part, but also the length of of time in, um, mm-hmm. in walking with someone. Um, so I really love that phrase and I love how that that's the framework of this series. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, it's especially we're coming off of doing a study with our women through 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And like the fact that it's all about what love looks like in community, like working it out in community. There's this sense of like, there's no way that we're doing this alone. And so it felt like the logical next step to really go into, okay, John is reminding us that like we're loving each other and we're walking this out together. And so now let's go into like some real practical, even as we even as our listeners are are digging into this series in the new year, like what does it look like to look at this year and say, okay, now I'm called to walk together. Who am I walking with? And like, what are those different ways that we're walking together? Like you said, for the long haul, that's so good. Tell us, um, like how, what was your entrance into both like experiencing fruitful mentorship and like, how did you get into Mm -hmm. that? How did you feel the call into that? What was God doing in your life? (sighs) Well, in my, I I think even in the church that I grew up with, 
credit to the leaders mm-hmm. um, who saw me, who said, you know, she's a she's a leader and I'm going to invest in her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got a chance of mentoring, you know, in college, a college pastor who is the pastor I ended up uh, working for when I became a pastor. Um, he played such a big uh, role in my formation as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in recent years, do you know Joe Saxton? Mm-hmm. She runs the yeah. Collective. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was at a conference. Um, I happened to be with a lot of her mentees mm-hmm. at the time. And um, I was floored. Mm. I didn't understand how they were being mentored by her. Like, how mm-hmm. did you get access to her to be in such mm-hmm. like an intimate relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, and they all said, um, we just asked. And I was like, wait, that's it? All you had to do was... <laughs> Code cracked. And, yes. Um, <laughs> and I think that that whole process of um, knowing about Joe, knowing about the mentoring that she was doing, asking her myself, and then being invited into that group, mm-hmm. all of that, that left um, such a deep imprint of... Is this what it looks like, actually, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to not only to ask someone to mentor you, um, but she was doing, she did it in a different way, a one-on-one mentoring. It was what she called huddles. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe she learned this from her mentors. And so it's you know, one person mentoring five or six people and yeah. the exponential power of that. Right, you know? right. Um, so I learned, and really, you know, I was so excited to be in a mentoring relationship with her but there's so much richness that was found in co-journeying with the other women leaders because it was the first time mm-hmm. for me being in a group of women who weren't trying to prove that they could be leaders mm. um but that they just were and that they were apologetically doing this you know mm. uh that it changed me I always reference Joe and um, not only in my own view of being a woman leader, um, but in the idea of discipleship and mentoring and how that can look different than the one-on-one mentor that I've always seen mm-hmm. and experienced um, and that I had done up, up until that point. So mm-hmm. uh, those were my experiences of that. And then also just there's a simplicity to it. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like applying for a job. <laughs> I think yeah. it could sometimes feel like that when looking for a mentor, um, but that it could be just as simple as asking mm-hmm. um, and that the door could be opened for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if it's right. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I love that. Cause it's like, just as you were saying, you re- received like relief from that, like striving in competition with a group of women. Like there's also that in just the simple asking, right? Like you're not applying so that you can perform with this person. It's like, you're asking to yeah. be in relationship, you know, like just straight up to be yeah, in relationship. Yeah. And I, I, yeah I, I didn't, I didn't feel that kind of like competition or anything. I was just amazed that these women were in this group with Joe. And I felt like, like, who am I to ask and be a part of, you know, is there something special I need to be or become, mm-hmm. um, be mentored by, by her. Um, but really it was just a matter of, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it can be so simple like that. And when, it, when I started doing my own house, 
it was a matter of because we did I could I didn't see that culture of um how to ask mentor, you know, how to ask someone to mentor you. I didn't see that being taught uh, very well in the circles that I grew up in. Um so I was the one who did the asking. Mm-hmm. I asked these uh young adult women if they wanted to be in, in this new thing I was calling a huddle. Mm-hmm. Um and they all said yes. So that kind of shows, you know, journey of me being mentored and mm-hmm. and this a mentoring group that's been running for the last five years or so. Okay. Yeah. The same women together yeah. for five years? Um, almost. Yeah. There have been a few who've come and gone. Um, mm-hmm. And there is kind of uh, open, kind of closed, but it's mm-hmm. really, I think the journey over the, over time, and it doesn't always have to be that way, mm-hmm. but the journey over the years has, um, has brought the, the depth and beauty mm-hmm. of being able to witness each other's lives. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And seeing that, yeah, right. Seeing that growth. Grace, how did you, um, as you were looking for women to initiate and ask, like, how did, what were you looking for? Like, what was the, was it character in them or was it your proximity? Like, mm-hmm. how did you mm-hmm. discern, like, who to call into that relationship? Yeah. Um, this feels super basic, but I don't think really, I don't hear it often, but we need to. You would be surprised. Like, (laughs) honestly, sometimes we're like, this is a given. And it's like, no, we just need to hear it. Yes. We, we need to like the person. We need to get along in some Mm -hmm. shape or form because we're going to want to, we need to want to work with them. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, overlook quality in a mentor-mentee relationship is that you need to actually get along. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the number one thing that I was looking for outside of that is, are they willing and um, moldable in that like they're tender? Mm-hmm. Their, their willingness shows through of there's, you know, part of it is humility. Part of it is um, being open to learning, being open to being wrong, mm. um, and are they hungry? Mm-hmm. And that might not be a quality you can you know catch right away, but if you sense you know, are they willing to learn? Mm. And they're engaging with you in the conversation. Um, so I those were the questions I asked myself. Like, think there's something here. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as to what what it'll look like if we take this uh, another step further to a mentoring relationship. Um, but the biggest thing was because I had not done a huddle before and none of these women had done a huddle before, the biggest question was, are you willing to come into this made community I created mm-hmm. um, and to commit to that? You guys, mm-hmm. none of you know each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. The first group, none of them knew each other. They were like women from different parts of my life, different seasons of my life. Um, and different places, you know, we were doing virtual before, mm-hmm. long before pandemic times, um, just because we all live in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, I think it was that risk and all of them were willing to say yes. And mm. it, it just showed me, yes, that's what I saw in you to begin with. Mm-hmm. You were willing. Um, and even now to 
be willing to risk the vulnerability um, and discomfort and um, newness of community. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's what I look for. Do you like the person? Is there a willingness to grow and learn? Um, and is this someone, you know, you can see walking with for the long haul? Yeah. Um, mm. I, I always, always want to like caveat the long haul thing because seasons change. And right. So to a degree, you can't, yeah. Trip, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't, yeah. you can't control to a degree, but that's the desire. Exactly. I hear you saying. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. So like, so I hear you talking a little bit about those rhythms of what you did and how you were together, what you were looking for. What is like, give us more of that of what does it look like in a healthy context? And then like, what's sort of the, did you draw it from a biblical framework or were you looking for that? I mean, I know we hear like a lot of this word, like disciple and discipleship. Is there any difference between those two? Like, let's talk about framework. Like, how did you build it out, Grace? Yeah. Um, you know, as a, when, when I was a pastor, I think the, the assumption was, we should all be discipling. Like as Christians, we should just be discipling people. Uh, but there were there were no tangible, practical like this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in Scripture, when I was reading, okay, how does Jesus do it then? How did he live this out? And my favorite picture of that is um, the road to Emmaus mm. after he resurrects. And come um, on, I, I love it. And um, and he just. Um, he like showed up. Uh, literally, there's no other way to explain. He showed yeah. up to with these two people who were grieving his loss, you know. And he showed up. He walked with them. He broke bread with them. And that really became the framework for me. Is okay. No one's really telling me if like, are we supposed to do a program? Are we? I don't know. But what it looks like for me is I want to walk alongside people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably why co-journeying for me has the imagery mm-hmm. of like linking arms and walking mm-hmm. side by side with one another. Um, and that's the framework. I, I don't I don't think discipleship and mentoring are really that much different. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. from like, from my perspective and even from my experience, I think I feel one the same. Mm-hmm. I do think it maybe it feels a little bit different if you're a pastor on staff somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because you have to kind of, you know, discipleship or or the guiding of of people happens on a bigger scale. It's more more broad and and generic mm-hmm. in some ways of of the kind of like guiding and holding that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas mentorship from just anybody, you know, layperson, um, it can be as unique and different as you want it to be, you know, mm-hmm. or as specific as you want it to be. So from my perspective now, I don't think there's a difference. Um, mm-hmm. I do think both of them, you're walking alongside somebody and you're, yeah, you're being witnesses. Mm-hmm. Jesus was a witness to their grief. He fed them. He enlightened them. He, you know, guided them. Mm-hmm. Um, was present with them. And I think that's, that's what we do as mentors we, and mentees. I think both of us, mm-hmm. the relationship should be that we are both witnesses to each other's lives so that we can walk together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that you pull. I just love that you pull that from the road to Emmaus because I think a lot of times um, there are other more frequently used examples, uh, um, you know, of the 12 disciples or something like that. But maybe we even draw that more of like a teaching, like sitting and teaching, whereas like Mm. the road to Emmaus Mm -hmm. is like as you go, like a walking and journeying, coming alongside literally physically, um, which is a good like picture to project for the kind of relationship that you said, like for when you're looking for the long haul, that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like, will there be teaching involved? Could be, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be the reason you choose to mentor someone just because you want to teach them, you know? Yeah. That's a different, I think that's like a, that you're a teacher then. <laughs> it's right, not right, really right. that you're walking with and um, co-journeying as, as you're saying. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So what, I guess in your experience, especially as you talk about, like it's so much more than just like, like you're not just giving content. Like what is that, what does the shaping and forming feel like to you when you're with your women? I have um, made it a point to tell them we are a priesthood of believers. Mm-hmm. So I am, I recognize I'm a leader here and I recognize there's sort of power dynamic that's happening here because I'm older, because I've played this kind of role for you in, in your life, my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at this place, I want us to um, live into our gifts and be present with our gift here. Mm-hmm. Um, and practice our gifts here mm. that even though I'm facilitated, facilitating the conversation, um, there's a lot of space and welcome of, you know, their thoughts on what someone else shared, uh, what they're receiving from the Lord in that moment and for them to share that. And I think kind of giving and receiving, not just I'm giving and they're receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't experience this a lot in being mentored by others where the mentor is sharing about their life. You know, they weren't really inquiring input uh, from, from me as their mentee, mm-hmm. but that's something different I do and that I want to continue to do mm-hmm. um, with wisdom is, is that how can we, take out a bit of the hierarchy power dynamics as much as possible, even That's though right. there is some there um, so that we can really do the working together so mm-hmm. that we are co-journeying truly mm-hmm. and being witnesses together, not just um, yeah, the receiving mm-hmm. and the giving from only one side, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and even breaking down that yeah. pretense of like, I am here and I am mentoring because I, you know, have all my ducks in a row or whatever. Like, let's break down that pretense and say, no, like, here's where the Lord is showing up. Here's where he's challenging me. And it it get like, let's make it accessible. Let's make our own hearts accessible as we co-journey because it gives like the realness of like, I am assured that I don't have to have it all together to be able to be used by the Lord. Like, Let's let's go. Yeah. Let's get on the road right now. You know. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. This group started when I was really deep um, depression, but also spiritually, I felt like it was like a very, very um, 
wildernessy type of season for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when uh, a girl who is not part of this huddle, but um, she asked me, you know, will you mentor me? And in that moment, I thought, I have nothing to give. Mm-hmm. I'm completely empty. I have not, I'm not in a place where I can give. It's not even like that. I should be a mentor or anything like that. I'm disqualified. I don't have anything to give. Mm. And um, in that split second, when I was con- having a conversation with God, I felt like he was like, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Because how will, how will people know how to walk through the wilderness if they're mm. not walking with you in that time? And so I was like, I get, I'm going to say yes. Because I still love mentoring and I still, um, and I missed that after I left uh, my power role. And, um, and also because it was true. It was like, I, I don't know how else to teach this. Mm -hmm. Be a witness to what I'm learning and going through. Mm -hmm. And maybe you'll pick up stuff along the way for Mm -hmm. your own, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think already because it started from, a place of dryness and what felt like lack to me. Um, it really opened a different way of thinking of mentoring mm. of, okay, we are walking together and I'm, and I say this to them every so often, just to remind ourselves, I'm not trying to lord it over you mm-hmm. as a leader. I really, really want us to show up you to show up fully for me to show up fully and for all of us to show up authentically so that we can be in community together Mm. Mm. okay so I'm a Clevelander so I love the word witness (laughs) shout out to LeBron James um but yeah so the idea (laughs) of like co-witnessing I like as another sort of spin on like co-journeying you know I love that Grace like um, Ah. that's just really beautiful Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. We're talking about like a lot of this is happening across generational. Um, you mentioned the generational piece as well, as far as like just the age differential. Um, so what, as you like view the next generation, we know that there's a lot of struggle. Like we see a generation straight up like leaving the local church and struggling. And Mm -hmm. so what is like, I mean, I feel like you've already spoken into some of that trust building as far as like bearing witness from your own life, but talk a little bit more about Mm -hmm. like trust building across those generational lines, um, especially for those who have been like hurt and disillusioned by the church. I think one of the hardest things as a mentor, but also, you know, it can, it can be likened, you know, as a parent, um, of let, and because these people I'm mentoring are grown people, they're grown adults. Mm -hmm. There isn't, 
there isn't as much hand-holding. I don't think there should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hardest thing is to say you can go on your own faith journey. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of us have grown up, especially those who grew up in the church or grew up in, you know, pastor's family or deeply involved church families. Um, there's such a strong desire not to disappoint mm. or, or there's the already they're afraid that they're going to be rejected um, because people will be disappointed that they're disillusioned even, or they're doubting or that they're wanting to leave the church or that, you know, um, they don't like what they see, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And what I wish for them is God's love. I want to tell so many of them is um, God doesn't judge you or discount your current circumstance Mm. just because you're disillusioned. His like his arm and his love and his grace can reach so far. You can leave him, uh, leave the church. You can leave even your faith and you're still not out of his reach. Amen. Um, Mm. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, especially for this next generation, where they're feeling um, the shakiness of their relationship with grownups of authority or mm-hmm. um, things that felt very secure grow up for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens in every generation. But uh, when I think of this generation, I think, you know, I want to know they're not ever like out of reach of love mm-hmm. that they can always be loved and be reached by love that they could always turn and reach back to God mm-hmm. if that's their journey, you know, mm-hmm. um, and God isn't afraid. He's not freaking out, even though internally there's worry and fear inside of me because I care for them. Right. Right. But that, God, yeah, God isn't like freaking out and trying to control. Mm-hmm. Them, you know? um, and that I too then, Mm-hmm. Should not be trying to control them or coerce them. I just want to, I, I'm going to walk you. I hear where you're coming from. I see, you know, your pain and hurt. And I'm here. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I'm, again, I, I keep coming back to the witness because I, I keep thinking like, if we just witnessed each other's humanity, mm-hmm. then I think we can love each other better. We can love out of fear that we're going to lose them or, or fear that they're going to, you know, leave the faith, but just love them as human beings. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's how God loves us. And so we, we can be conduits of that love when we are just witnesses instead of trying to control, coerce, even when it's out of love, right? Like even if it's out of, out of care, we're, we're trying to kind of like hold them in place or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they just want to break out of that. That's what I see is they they want to know, you know, how far I, I, I need to leave the confinements that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's what I want to tell people who are having a hard time with church is you're never out of reach of love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you for that. And like... Um the idea of bearing witness to one another's humanity, like 
God is mm-hmm. God is unafraid of the journey because he knows it all. And like, what is yes. it like for us to be reassured of one another's journeys by taking like God's yeah. view or perspective of it? Mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. So tell me, um, Grace, tell me about like when you're when you're in these rhythms of mentoring, like what are some of those like practical rhythms that that take place? Like kind of you you mentioned like the huddle together virtually, or mm-hmm. do you sometimes are you sometimes like in person together? And what does that look like? What are uh in the in-between times, what are some of the expectations or like maybe not even expectations, but life-giving rhythms that happen to sustain that? Um well, we used to meet, I think in the very beginning when we were just getting to know each other, mm-hmm. um, we did meet weekly. If I can, I don't mm-hmm. the pandemic made all time feel like mush. So I think I we did meet weekly and then um, now we meet every other week. We used to even like take, you know, months after the holidays and during the summer break, um, but we realized it's just better to keep the rhythm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, what, so that's one thing. We meet virtually because not everyone lives in the same place. Um, mm-hmm. Now we're like, there's East Coasters. There's, um, I am in California. There's people in Vegas because um, where I was a pastor, and so we're all over the place. And virtually have worked for us. Mm-hmm. So keep the commitment of every other week. Um, that's really important to us. And then every six months or so at the beginning of the year and then mid-year, I ask them, Mm -hmm. you know, do you, in this season, is something that you still want to commit to? Mm -hmm. So in the five years or so that we've been meeting, everyone has (laughs) re-upped, you know, verbally Mm -hmm. in some way. And I tell them there's no shame in saying it's not working for me Mm -hmm. anymore Mm -hmm. or this isn't actually what I need. Um, And giving that permission of, you know, we're not going to, reject you because you can't do this or you can't keep up with our rhythms anymore or that your life has changed and you don't have the time for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, every six months I ask them, you know, how has it been for you? How does it look for us as we move forward? Do you still want to keep to these rhythms or not? Mm-hmm. That's something I do too. And then um, one practical that we start with is deep breathing of some sort. Um, mm-hmm. And before prayer, I usually do like deep breaths or some sort of breathing prior to prayer. Uh, and mm-hmm. I've just made that a thing as when I, whenever I'm with people, mm-hmm. um, whether I'm leading a crowd or leading a group, um, just a way to mm-hmm. center us and bring us to a place of rest in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing that. Um, and then outside that is, is kind of, I don't really get on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think there's like, there's the, uh, togetherness. That's great. Mm-hmm. And then the space in between, I want them to live life. Like I want them to practice what we talked about. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so that it's not like they're just reporting back to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like oh this is what I did you know kind of I think it just goes back to that hierarchical um 
let me not disappoint you. Let me do all the things that you've just told me to do. Mm-hmm. It's no, let, let you be your own person. You live your life and we be- come back. Mm-hmm. Not because you need to, you know, tell me how you did or not, didn't do great, but just, we're just going to come as we've lived, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, our rhythms are simple. We don't go over some sort of book or curriculum. Um, we just share yeah. how we're doing. And um, and it kind of just goes back to the road maze thing is mm-hmm. there was no agenda seems mm-hmm. i mean maybe but it felt like jesus showed up he walked with them yeah he enlightened them and then they were like oh my gosh that that was jesus yeah. and i think that's the kind of experience that i want them to have in mm. our mentoring sessions is or in our huddle sessions is okay we're showing up here together mm-hmm. god be with us and speak to us and speak through us and um and then we respond and this is where I ask them, you know, show up with your gifts. Mm-hmm. If you have the gift of encouragement, of prophecy, of of whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, and show up fully, you know, with your tears, with um, real life. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, those are some markers of our, of the huddle that I run is um, the frequency, the consistency, mm-hmm. um, the openness of, you know, leaving when necessary. Um, and then, yeah, the, the deep breathing, mm-hmm. the coming authentically. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything big or special that I do. Um, well, and it's like what you're saying, yeah. it's like the touch point, um, on the road to Emmaus was, uh, those guys being like, oh, that was Jesus. Right. So like the touch point mm-hmm. and you walk away and you're like, being together, being embodied, breathing together, being present and mm-hmm. listening and responding and bringing our gifts. Like, and then you walk away and you're like, whoa, that was Jesus, <laughs> you know, in the same way. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've encountered yeah. him because we've encountered each other. And that's what it looks like to, exactly. to co-journey exactly. um, as yeah. an embodied group, you know, of believers. Yeah. And, so. and and really experiencing like the spirit is alive. Mm-hmm. Like he lives within us but he's alive and so we can only experience god within each other mm-hmm. when we allow that to happen yeah when we're inviting that in and from each other you know mm-hmm. um so i think that is like we are embodying christ's love but also we're allowing the spirit and just letting the spirit be the spirit and mm-hmm the spirit will do its work, his work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that, that kind of openness. And I guess what the imagery that I'm seeing is like, we're open-handed mm-hmm. when we come. Mm-hmm. So we're, we have open hearts, we have open hands. Um, and so that way we can receive and give. Yeah. 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 I know it's not all, um, Flowers and roses, right? What are the challenges that you've experienced <laughs> as you've mentored? How, like, what tools did you have to overcome those challenges? Where has it been hard? Um, it's been re- recently. I recognized, you know, in 
in being a very empathetic person mm-hmm. and wanting to empathize with people who have been hurt by the church, I've felt uh, like I've seen in myself the hesitancy to make things faith-oriented, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to trigger people. So I'm being extra careful, extra mm-hmm. um, like not trying to touch on faith things even though we're meeting because we're believers even though all all of Mm -hmm. those things um and that i'm recognizing as a leader as a mentor that we are not um neutral so we bring you know all our own seasons we bring all our own baggage to the table. It was, it was really a reminder, uh, recently of, um, am I embarrassed mm. of my mm. faith of God of, of because out of an over, uh, empathizing with people that it's become like, I feel foolish in some mm. ways about my faith. And so I, I share that in, in, um, mentor session with, um, I do a, a women's huddle and then a, a guy's huddle. Mm-hmm. I share that in my guy's huddle. And um, and I was saying, you know, I don't want that to be the case, mm-hmm. but I'm recognizing it is coming out. Mm-hmm. It is coming out in the way that I lead and that I mentor you um, and that you, they have brought me back. So it's not like the hugest obstacle. Mm-hmm. Um we are human beings and we are not robots uh, as leaders. <laughs> right. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, it has made me more aware of um, like, I do the tone. Mm-hmm. I do, um, I do impact and influence these people. And so how can I be mindful of what's happening within myself and, um, and how I'm seeing the world and how can I receive what they're giving me? Um, mm-hmm. And kind of course correcting. I felt I felt like that a bit of I needed a little bit of course correcting. Mm-hmm. And um, in some ways, I was kind of asking them and just saying, like, I think we as a group, <laughs> we need mm-hmm. to do some course correcting. Um, and so, yeah, I, I see that it's not it's not necessarily a, an obstacle that we're human but it's something to be aware of. Um, and that'll, that'll make, Ooh, I think being good. self-aware as a leader. Yeah. yeah yes. It's so important. Yeah. So important. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. Grace. Um, we, I just, I feel, I hope and pray that this conversation has been so encouraging to women because I think Grace, one of the things that is so beautiful about how you're bearing witness, even on this mic right now is just the whole like bringing your humanity into this space into um you know breaking down pretense and just this is this is this is this is who we are and this is how we yeah. are navigating and what God has called us to so thank you so much yeah. one of the ways I, that I, I think I, yeah oh go ahead no 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 go ahead no go um one of the well, I, if you're if you're about to drop a nugget, drop it, girl, because you've been dropping truth nuggets this whole time. <laughs> Don't hold back now. Go for it. Okay. What I wanted to say was, 
I think that it's kind of been taught, don't share too much as a leader, mm-hmm. right? There, there's, there's like a line, there's wisdom that goes into play. And then there's the, the flip side of that is that we create, um, we create our own pedestals. Mm. We create the distance between us and our mentees and, and it becomes this like, we become this untouchable, unreachable, mm-hmm. unaccountable mm-hmm. Um, being. And yeah. I've seen so much of that in the church. Um, and it I has know caused so much harm. Like, yeah. 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 And, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm not immune to that. Mm-hmm. I'm not immune to that. I could be that. I could easily do that. I have done that in the past. Like, I'm so aware mm-hmm. of, of that happening that um, I, I, I want to know it's possible that we can build community even mm-hmm. amongst mentors, mentees, and leaders and lay people where we're human mm-hmm. with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we can really be community even as I'm saying it, I'm like, is it possible? I, I <laughs> want to believe it. <laughs> I right? think I'm living it, but I, I, that way we won't be feeding into the celebrity culture. That's of, right. Amen. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. So how can mm. we keep our humanity in view so that, yeah, we can be Christ followers. Yeah. Yeah. And not just following each other mm. bars <laughs> bars dropped <laughs> oh my goodness thank you so much grace um just as a fun nugget we've been asking um those in this series if you were not um the acquisitions editor that you are what would you be <laughs> okay I mean, you're a lot of I things, love right? writer, editor, poet. Like, what would you be? <laughs> um, okay, I grew up in a different world, a different life. And I can actually sing and dance. <laughs> okay, there's some pretext. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would want to be on the stage somehow. Okay. Yeah, I think I would be a performer in a different life. It's- like Broadway? Broad, like legit Broadway. That sounds ideal. That sounds so fun to be mm-hmm. like a musical person, a musical star, or you know, just just the camaraderie behind creating art together, mm-hmm. um, being able to perform and um, bring a story to life that is not your own, mm-hmm. but that you can embody in yourself. All of that sounds so fun, <laughs> but yeah. I cannot really sing. I can't really sing. I, I don't dance at all. Um, I don't have uh, any performing arts background, but every time I see it, um, I think it would be so fun to do that. Yeah. That's good. A girl can dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I, that's how I approach it's a fantasy all of these. For it's like, yeah, it's, it's an alternative <laughs> reality, so it doesn't have to be rooted in anything. That's already true. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yes. Oh man. Thank you what so about much. You? How would you how would you answer that? Oh my goodness. Um 
I would be a travel blogger, to be honest. I would be a travel oh. blogger. I love traveling. I love being at airports, love getting on airplanes, love going to new destinations, culture, food, all of that from different places just makes me come alive. I would do it in a heartbeat, girl. I love the airport part. Yeah. I love Every time. And I don't, you know, I don't get to go to airports very often now. I got four kids. We can't travel like that. <laughs> but, um, Every time I do, I'm like, this is so exciting because everyone in here is going somewhere and you don't know. Yeah. And they got a story behind it. They're going to investigate. There's just something about it that just makes me come alive. I love it. Yeah. I, I love that it's rooted in story. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's in there Good. for sure. Well, thank you. <laughs> Will you pray for us as we sort of close out our time and praying for women who are both looking for mentors, mentoring, um, and just their journey together as they co-journey with each other? Yeah, let's pray. Actually, let's deep breath together. Deep breath in. Mm. Out. Lord, thank you for co-journeying with us and also inviting us to co-journey with you and with others. Um, We pray for women who are longing for mentors and mentees in their lives, for their longing for the, that deeper relationship with um, other believers, other women. Um, And we pray that you would meet their longing, um, that you would bring people to mind who they can ask, um, and that there would be the beginnings of uh, walking together and walking alongside another. That through that, they can witness um, what you're doing um, and have the spirit come alive in those, in those relationships and in those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and we pray for um, people who feel like they don't have access to anybody. We know that there are it feels like there are a lot of barriers and um, circumstances that keep us from experiencing the fullness or the abundance of this kind of relationship. So I pray, Father, that you would uh, make a way um, for them. Mm-hmm. And um, we pray for the flourishing of mentorship and flourishing of discipleship, um, particularly with the church so that many can experience the life-changing power um, of Christ and um, the empowering of the Spirit that comes from being intimately tied to one another and being invested and committed in each other's lives of being um, being in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, so we pray for that, particularly um, in communities of faith that there would be, um, after all the talk and conversations and discussions, that really what comes down to it, it'll be the, the living of, of love and, and faith in, in our lives and how that can um, impact and change um, many others who, who we walk with. So mm-hmm. we pray that that would flourish. In Christ we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Have a blessed day, ladies. Mm-hmm.